All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So for today's topic, let's just uh, let's just get into it. I uh, I can appreciate a good story, you know, anytime. I can, I can always appreciate a good story. Um, the one thing I don't want to do is gossip. Uh, someone down into the ground as if they don't have a chance to do better. Um, they don't have a chance <clears throat> at learning or understanding better in life. Um, or someone is just 100% complete trash, right? So for me, um, if it is gossip, it's really the story that I'm listening to. I'm, I'm listening for uh, uh, the resolve in the story. I'm listening for the ladder that can help this person climb up. I'm listening for a strategy where somewhere in there things are going to get better or things can be healed or helped. Or I can walk away with a lesson that I can share with someone so they don't repeat those mistakes, right? You know, people dying of a car crash, drinking, you know, obviously. I would tell people, you know, please be safe, you know, give somebody the keys, don't drive drunk, you know, stuff like that. You know, we like I could do a whole podcast on just driving, you know, and essentially how amazing, you know, the world that we control with that steering wheel really is right. You really have the world in the palm of your hand. Um, in that steering wheel, I mean, people, I mean, this is, this is regular thing, you know, people drive eight hours in their trucks or their cars. You really just travel the globe on those four wheels. And that's a lot of power. It's a time machine. Maybe not, you know, backwards and forwards like you'd want it to be, but it is a time machine. You are a time machine. So I don't want to just gossip people all the way into the ground but at some point, I do have to ask, like, are you using the morals that you said you would? And and I have movies and shows and hit blockbusters to, to prove this. Um, most of us as adults, we come into contact with faith, with religion, with spirituality uh, through, you know, one of the Abrahamic faiths, you know, usually through Judaism, through Christianity, or through Islam. And the beauty that they offer is oftentimes overshadowed by the lust for power and the means that we have used to justify the end, right? People have done some very bitter or nasty things, past, present, and I hope not future, um, to justify what they believe, to justify what they believe is theirs, and to justify, uh, you know, the behavior that they have right now. And 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 I can I can speak from a, a Christian standpoint. That's what I was raised with. That's what I know the best. I, I have not read read the Holy Quran. I am not Jewish. I, you know, do not uh, have the the Talmud or uh, uh, solely read the Torah. You know, I try to be respectful and learn and and hear everybody's information. Um, 
but sometimes you just wonder like are you even reading your bible <laughs> like you would you pass a 10 question quiz on your own book if i told you hey we're gonna take a, a quiz a 10 question quiz on the book of matthew we're gonna take a hundred question test on the book on the old testament would you get an a on that and and here here's here's the thing if you don't get an a on it if you don't get a perfect score that's human right well <laughs> here's the thing right that book is in your personal library your whole life you have people that have 4.2 4.1 gpas you have people that are masters and tenured and and teach and you have people that that have all these letters behind their name and they can dissect nerves in surgeries and they're doing nanotechnology where uh, you know nanotechnology is com communicating with other nanotechnology while it's sleep we have people that are so high level intelligent but for me to ask a simple question of would you get an a plus on a bible quiz on a, a old testament quiz or test now i've ruffled feathers you're going too far wayne you, you're asking too much that's not how god works that's not how this works that's not how that works when i've seen galaxies the shape of our ear <laughs> right so if you love God and worship God, you understand that you love and worship God of great detail. You are in great detail. When things get messy or out of line, usually someone tries to jump in and help you, like a doctor or a physician or a therapist, right? When something's out of order with our bodies. But I mean, real talk for a lot of people, what you would call regular or normal by society terms, you got it good. <laughs> if the issues you have in your life have to deal with the mentality only then physical you got it good you know what i mean disabilities can be invisible right disabilities can be invisible but um and i know this because of people with seizures i know this because of people that lose their eyesight and have blindness um but bottom line, we should be able to, if this is what you are, and this is what you have pledged your soul to, your life to, why wouldn't you want to get an A on your math test? A mathematician, a psychologist, a philanthropist, um, a, a, a you know person that studies bots or, or botany or... <laughs> you know, any type of the tech, you know, focuses of this world, you should want to get an A or an A plus in that thing that you have branded yourself with. And then I kind of made the joke with a friend of mine saying, you know, are you a Christian or do you just have a Christian membership? Because if you just say you have a membership, you like Christ or you like church, then that makes so much more sense in saying that you are Christian because that means you abide by everything that was written in red, everything that Christ said, everything that when he said, you know, when Paul writes, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ, 
you have that mind and people see that mind coming out of you and not giving people the finger as you're driving through traffic or getting drunk and cussing out people at a wedding because you finally got a chance to tell them off. Those are regular human things. That's not Christianity. That's just being regular and human, which is fine. But let me come back to my question. Are you adhering to and using your moral code? The thing that really pulled me into this thought was, um, it was a question that a pastor asked. I was sitting in Bible study and like usual, you know, there was maybe 25. Okay. Let me be honest. There was maybe 10% of the people that were regularly in, in a packed church service. 10% of the people from the church were actually there to sit, learn and grow to get that knowledge, wisdom, and understanding from the Bible, right? Now I get it. You're, you don't need a pastor. You don't need a preacher. You read this Bible. You can recite it yourself word for word, right? You don't need a Bible study. You don't even need church. But then when these people come in on Sunday morning crying about the same old thing, they bring it down to the altar again and again and again. Now that's real. Some problems are going to continue to, to, to harp on you. Some problems are going to continue to beat on you based on things we did in our past. Like you don't get saved. <laughs> you don't get saved and everything in your past goes away. Some things will constantly come back and haunt you. You can't just in one teaching moment, rid yourself of those things. But what if you could, right? So I'm sitting in this Bible study and 10% of the people from the whole service on Sunday are there, just in comparison. And that's what he said. He was just like, when I was learning and, and being groomed to preach, I learned that, uh, you know, from, from the, the pastors and preachers that were grooming me and, and teaching me and mentoring me, that you're never going to have a full Bible study. And I'm like, well, okay. Okay, let's use this in, in, in worldly terminology. So you have kids that have a 4.0 in high school, right? And in college. Those kids have shown that due to certain activities, they're going to get a good grade in school, right? Those kids have a certain level of attendance. Those kids have certain practices that they put in order um, you know, before and after school so that they retain the information a little bit better. I remember one of my sister's best friends, she would bring home her written notes and type them out in, in a Word document uh, uh, in, in a fashion that would allow her to read a little bit better, a little bit easier in case she wanted to move something around. Now, this was something I had to learn later in life because it was just so high level. I just loved that. That, that structure, that organization of being able to move things around and, and copy and paste them into a way that, that it taught me what I had written back better. So let's go with this whole 10%, 25% of the people not being there. So can you honestly, and I'm just asking you all as a question, can you honestly, now this is pre-COVID, right? 2019, 2018, 2017, can you honestly tell me that those 4.0 students 
would still have a 4.0. <laughs> if they only came to class one day a week. Because I think we all know in high school, most of those classes are every day or, you know, every other day, depending on the, the kid's structure and, and whatnot. But if the class met four times a month and you only go one time, a quarter of that time, how is that kid going to master that test? We're doing this as adults and nobody says anything. And then when it when we're going through something and it's diabetes or sickle cell or hypertension or, you know, cancers of all this kind, we hop on WebMD and we want to tell WebMD that they're wrong and, and the doctor that they're wrong. I'm sorry. We hop on WebMD. We, we want somebody to align with our story. But morally, can you say that? Day and night, you meditated on the, the, the law, the Lord, the word. <laughs> so that's my question. Like, do you even read Psalms and Proverbs as a Christian male or female? Do you read the Torah? Do you read the Quran? Are you meditating? Are you going for those walks that you told your doctor you were going to go walking on? Are you telling everybody to eat this and eat that? But if I open the door and look around the corner, you're slamming Reese's all the way down your throat, right? <laughs> Which, by the way, I love a Reese's right now. I might actually go get one. <laughs> so, which horse are you feeding? In your moral compass. Are you feeding the horse that will keep you morally rooted and morally grounded? Or do you trail off and start adding in your own footnotes and making that your, your code in your book? And I, I think the thing that bothers me, this is the thing that bothers me the most is daily and consistently I'm being shown that what we do and how we honor people in our code has more to do with what we have written than what the morals we're saying they support are. So, you, you, you look on our money, there's an Egyptian pyramid, there's an all-seeing eye, it says in God we trust. I, why isn't that a cross, Right? Now, I did hear uh, uh, something in the news not too long ago where somebody was trying to draw, <laughs> somebody was trying to draw the face of God and either got killed or some kind of shut down, you know, in, in, in an Islamic country, which is like a no-no. Uh, you don't do that. Um, but that's in the Ten Commandments, that there should be no engraven image, right? And that's all you see. Throughout history with the paintings and the Renaissance and all this are engraven images, right? So for me, I'm just kind of confused because I'm like, well, that says in God we trust, but that there's nothing on that money or that dollar bill. It, nothing looks like Christ. Nothing looks like Christianity. So why are you spreading confusion? <laughs> but hey, which horse are you feeding? Are you feeding the top dog? Are you feeding the top source of the moral code? Or are you feeding the footnotes that you created? And that's kind of what, you know, it has bothered me over 
time over history is it was a simple phrase that I got from Batman 2008. Um, you know, Rachel Dawes is talking to the white knight, Harvey Dent. And I believe she said this to him. You either die a hero or live long enough to become a villain. Why do people want to be that villain so bad? Right? What is it about adulthood? What is it about humanity? What is it about people that push them into this category where they start hiding things and forcing things into funnels and tunnels that later, like, oh my God. It, it's not even like gossip. It's like these huge cover-ups where people are doing things and it's so bad you want to disassociate from them. And not to not to pick on any fingers or anything, but when religious leaders and celebrities, pastors, preachers, teachers, CEOs, scientists, when they're exposed in these cover-ups of sex trafficking, or you know, it's like in the movie Taken, which was like a full decade ago, which kind of still bothers me. That was a full decade ago when people's awareness just died off after that movie. Should have been super heightened. Um, when these people that we've entrusted with our votes, these people that we've entrusted with our money, these people that we've entrusted with our soul are doing all these horrible things behind closed doors, well, now I, I don't have to ask the question, of you know your moral code and, and are you living by your moral code because if you were you would know that they're doing something wrong and, and the phrase game recognizes game would would apply like there is heat behind that statement now because pe there are some people you you can just never pull the wool over their eyes you just can't there's some people you just can't pull the wool over their eyes because uh, for some reason They've been trained to see through the BS. They've been trained to see through the lies. The the maybe maybe the lies weren't bringing in any money. Maybe the lies weren't feeding their belly. Maybe the lies were causing them more hardship than good early on. So they just can't. It just won't compute. Then you share Psalms and Proverbs with them, and they're like, "Thank you, thank you. This is a structured." And an organic version of what I already believe. And then we see this in all these movies. You see like a, a, the, the bad guys tied in with, you know, the election or the bad guy is tied in with uh, like in Breaking Bad, Poyos Hermanos. Um, he's tied in with the chicken company or, you know, he's tied in with the, you know, Girl Scout cookies or whatever. I'm, I'm making stuff up to be stupid. But which horse are you going to feed? Right? Are you going to say that you are a, a Costco-in? That you are a Sam's Clubian, Or you all a Walmartian? But you only go like, I don't know, a few times a, a, a month? <laughs> You, you have receipts showing that you shop at other places. 
That was a great conversation I had with a coworker. I'm like, you, you don't have to tell me anything. Just show me the receipts. The receipts tell me everything I need to know about what someone did last year. The receipts. What do your receipts say? Do your receipts say that you are a Muslim? Do your receipts say that you are a Buddhist? Do your receipts say that you are a Christian? Do your receipts say that you are Jewish? And that's like in no way to, to attack Jewish people or Christian people or Muslim people or Hinduists or Buddhists. I'm just asking, like, when you put your fingerprint down, is that you? Are you being who you say you are? And most of the most of the spiritual and religious teachings have to do with adulthood because we're the ones that make the most mistakes, right? This brings me to my, my second point. Be your icon. Take the time, the necessary time to understand your weaknesses. It's like the number one thing that every villain or bad guy attacks when a hero shows up on screen, or they continuously attack them until they find their weakness. Take the time to understand what your weakness is and grow out of it. Dig it up, clean it up, pour some new water on it, plant some new seeds. It's bare and nasty there. Nothing is growing there. Like, let, let's heal it up. Please, let's heal it. Let's make it strong. Let's let it grow. The American flag is not your hero. It's a representation of what some men did, some things you need to do. God, family, and country. Or God, family, football. <laughs> some, some guys. Well, okay. Well, why? Why are you saying God? What is it about God that is so important to you? And if those morals and those codes mean something to you in your life, then I need to hear them and see them from you daily because God is a daily eternal being. He doesn't just show up for elections and football games. Family? Well, if family means something to you, I need to see you with them instead of getting drunk all the time. I need to see you with them instead of working all the time. I need to see you with them Instead of all the other things that you're doing around town where people are now calling you a hypocrite, right? This is a no-brainer, but as men and sometimes women, we get caught up with this bad. We make something else our hero and our icon when really we should be. And then those deep and meaningful people that people are crying so hard over at the funeral and all this, they did this. Did they have some issues? Did they have some problems? Yes. But they spent more time investing in the morals and investing in relationships than putting up the Superman logo in their home and making that person their God or making that person. You were created in the image of God. So that means creation and gardening and, and, and micromanagement is now a part of you. You can't just say that's not my thing when all of us as adults are expected to do that. Now, we're going to do it in different levels. There's going to be some things that you do that are better than what I do. That's, that's human. That's normal. 
But Spider-Man was a scared kid with a heart of gold. Captain America was the runt of litter. I mean, he was like so tiny. He was the runt of litter with the I can do this all day mentality. So that's it. Marketing um, <laughs> is like, <laughs> like I, it's like, it's funny to say it this way, but in sales and marketing, they completely take the conversation off the table and start selling to you the way you act, right? Realists love finding people that donate their emphasis to these things instead of taking the initiative themselves, right? Now, that's not a bad thing. Not everybody's just going to take it upon themselves to be a politician and pull all this information and these causes together. Not everybody's going to take it upon themselves to learn these cooking recipes and, and these foods and this, that, and the other. But the recipes understand they can pull all this stuff together. These car commercials and insurance and all this, these jingles, the nationwide is on your side. Like these people understand that at a certain point, you just tap out. And instead of doing the homework and doing the research, they can catch you in your receipts, in your habit. They look at your receipts too. America's got receipts too. Retail and spending has receipts too. They know where you're spending your money and then where you're not. And that's how they sell to you. They're not having the conversation about morals. They're just like, oh, you bought porn, Ashley Madison, alcohol, and tobacco. Well, let's put up a billboard by his house for porn, Ashley Madison, tobacco, and alcohol. And our sales are through the roof. Yeehaw! <laughs> like marketing, marketing and sales are so in no way concerned with a conversation. They look at the receipts and say, you know what? I got a job. <laughs> Let's put this billboard up here. Let's put this sign here. This is what they do and push it, push it, push it, push it. NFL, NBA, Nike, uh, Budweiser, Bud Light, tennis, video games, ESPN, uh, crocheting, Victoria's Secret. Push it, push it, push it, push it. They don't care about your moral code. They're making money. And some of us that work for those companies, we're just like, yeah, let's just keep making money. <laughs> so I can say this and use it as well. Whenever things get too rough for me or things get too crazy for me or I feel like maybe I've gone too far, or I'm doing too much, I can always sit down and think like, am I doing what I said I was going to do with this anger? Am I doing what I said I was going to do with this experience? Am I using the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that I've been given to paint a better life? Am I doing what I said I was going to do? And it's good to sit and stop and think. And you can just say no. It's a hard no. Did I win that race? No. Did I beat that other company out for this campaign with uh, uh, this vendor or whatever? No. If the simple answer is no, you don't have to waste 10 and 20 years being miserable 
and taking that out on somebody, you can work on that today. That's okay. I mean, what do you think as a quarterback you would do if all you threw was interceptions the whole game? I mean, watch the tape and find out what you're doing wrong. You don't give up and grow bitter and just hate football and hate quarterbacks and hate wide receivers for the rest of your life. But people do that. We do that. It's like, it was something so minute and simple. Yes, football is America's game. Yes, it does impact us in a great way. Nothing is bigger than the Super Bowl. Unless you're talking about like the NBA Finals, the Major Leagues, College World Series, or, you know, like the Olympics with like, um, you know, uh, gymnastics, track, and swimming. Right? But this is why CEOs keep making boards. This is why they keep getting employees. And so on and so on. And, and at some point, you have to either say, thank you for the job or go and do better. Like, don't sit there and just complain constantly. Go and do better. Right. These, these morals and these things that we've been raised and taught have structure and backbone. If you don't take the time to invest in these books, these stories and read them accordingly, daily, monthly, whatever feeds your your brain your attention do you really have the morals i mean are you really stuck to them and, and rooted in them and the last thing i wanted to talk about was the bitter pill um for some odd reason um people that you know do have a, a strong moral compass and 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 do want to do the right thing sometimes i feel like they drift a little bit too far away from land um and they forget how to get back in. They forget to get back in. They forget how to get back in. And when they see people swimming in naked and happy or gay or rich, they lose it. They lose it. They want to unload the clip. When they see people swimming back in to land that are happier than them, that have made more money than them, <laughs> that post on social media more than them. It's like, I don't think you need to be on social media that much. I don't think you need to be naked all the time. I don't. I wouldn't be showing my body if I had a six pack and they don't have a six pack. And if that's what if that's the kind of body I I had, I would I would make sure I honor God and this that will honor it right now. <laughs> Take care of yourself right now. Like honor yourself right now. Well, I'm busy. I got a job. I got to work. I don't got time. I got kids. Okay. Keep loading up all those excuses. Keep loading them up. That's your reality. Those bricks that you're you're walling yourself in, that's your reality. If you make no choice to change that ever, you will be stuck and cemented in that curse. So why why do we drink and eat this bitter pill just because somebody's having more happiness than us? Just because somebody's having more fun than us or more money than us, or they seem to have a little bit more air, a little bit more freedom. Why do we do that? I'm here to tell you, you have lost your morals. <laughs> you have lost your structure. You've lost your backbone because if you were solid in it, if you loved it and it was, you know, awesome and amazing and, you know, all as much as you say it is, you would see that you have the ultimate gift. You would see that you have the better thing. Lions don't announce, hey, I'm a lion. 
I'm about to roar. And when I roar, you need to be scared. When I roar, you need to be, you know, riddled with fear. A lion just roars. A lion doesn't need to announce, hey, everybody, I'm about to roar. It's going to be really scary. Shake the ground. I'm kind of the king of the jungle. And when I let this out, everybody bow down. Like, it's just out. You hear that. You fear it. Lions, tigers, bears. Oh, my. Okay. You got it. So that's all I'm saying is like, what are you? Right? Are you an overcomer or are you a whiner and a complainer? Are you an overcomer or are you a gossiper? Are you an overcomer? Are you blessed? Are you, you know, or are you cursed? Well, then if you're not cursed, stop acting like it. <laughs> if you have enough time to constantly criticize other people, you have enough time to clean up your heart. Trolling people on social media means that you're a troll. Being real, being dark and stank means you're real, dark and stank. <laughs> Why are you choosing to paint every day of your life with the bitterness that you have from day to day? Who hurt you? Go to them. Go talk directly to them. Deal with them. Are they dead? Okay, well, if they're dead, be alive. Like you're letting someone that's dead suck up all your happiness and joy for the rest of your life? Let them die. And let that bitterness die with them. Go take it to their grave and tell them, in short, you can have it. I've denied love and relationships. I've denied fun with my wife, fun with my husband, fun with my kids, fun with my dad, my mom, my... Ugh. Take it. You can have it. All that bitterness, you can have it. Go get help. There's nothing saying you can't go talk to your pastor. There's nothing saying you can't go get a therapist. Your pastor's too busy? You got a therapist. You can talk to your therapist. You can have somebody dissect your brain. You're going to do it You're gonna do it uh, uh, for breast implants. You're going to do it for a knee surgery, for football and basketball. You're going to have somebody in your body fixing it. That's why psychologists and therapists and counselors get in your heart and in your brain. You just got to be smart enough to let people in and cut off that dead flesh and throw it off because it stinks. It's rotting and you keep smelling it and regurgitating the ideas and thoughts of that dead flesh. It's horrible. It's, it, you're walking around looking like a zombie when you should have perfect skin. Right? So, all right, you all. You got your morals? <laughs> you and your morals yet? Are you good? So, I don't know if you are. But this is just something as adults. Um, we look bad. We're taking an L on this. And we can't really blame the baby boomers. We can't blame the people born in the 40s and 50s for this. They did the best that they could with their life, with their tools and their utilities. They are supposed to act and feel and be this way. 
They are exactly what the garden allowed them to be from their time. What will we be, right? Saddest thing to me is when I find like a mentor or a friend that is, you know, maybe a few years older than me or, you know, maybe like in between me and my parents' age. When I find somebody that can mentor me and lead me and help me in all these amazing ways, and then I find somebody that's their exact same age that's like doing worse than me, and they're so immature or so bottled up in their issues that they'll never see it, right? And, and if somebody is 10 and 20 years older than me, and they're giving me wisdom and tips and all these wonderful, amazing things, it's really hard to watch somebody that's older than me, that's their same age, failing things that this person could easily teach them. That's hard, y'all. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's embarrassing and gross, right? And you're just like, man, you, if you could just get this one concept, you could have the world in the palm of your hand. But now, since they're a little bit older, they're further along the line of not having more time to enjoy it. And like my wife, she busted me out. She found two gray hairs on my chest. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I found a small gray hair in my beard, one. So it's like, I'm going to be that person for somebody at some point, you know, I'm going to be that mentor and that person. But when someone comes across and tells me that's younger than me, what would be helpful and what's good? I say, thank you. I've had bosses younger than me. I've had people speak and mentor me that are younger. It's okay. Do you want to grow is the question. Do you want help? Do you, do you want your morals to grow organically like a garden or do you have to be the one that plants everything? What if I forget a seed? What if I forget a crop? What if there's something that this person knows that will be helpful to me that can help me in great detail? It's okay to have help. Men as men, we do not like asking for help. For, for me, I know me personally, I don't like bothering people because if, if I feel like I'm wasting your time to learn something, now I feel guilty and feel bad. When in reality, a lot of people that like you and care about you just want to see you succeed. They're a master in this subject and they see you struggling in it. So they want to see you have a little bit of control over it and, and they want to share their mastery with you a little bit rather than you go out in public and get embarrassed and fall on your face. So yeah, it might be a little awkward at first, but they're like, yeah, you need to get this. Let me get, let me share this with you. So, all right, you all, let's stick to our morals. Let's be good. Um, let's not show these kids what not to do. Do as I say, not as I do, right? Let's show these kids better. Let's show them, you know, hey, maybe I was beat. Maybe I was raped. Maybe I was hurt. Maybe I was lied upon. You know, maybe all this stuff happened, but I have access to quality life and quality living now. And that comes from the source of what I've been taught. 
use those morals to do better instead of letting all these bitters use you to do worse. All right, you all. Peace and love. I love you all. Hope you love me back. I'll see you soon.